welcome back to another edition of the Spy Bar podcast. Uh, this week's interview is with two good friends of mine, Adam Trett and Simon Byford, those of PGA Life 365. Um, Adam has been my coach for uh, five or so years now, um, and I met Simon through Adam. They're good friends, um, both based in the Suffolk area, both PGA pros, Adam at the Suffolk and Simon at Bury St Edmunds Golf Club. Uh, and these guys, uh, about three, three, four years ago, um, set up their own YouTube channel uh, PGA Live 365 really just to give a bit more of an insight into I suppose day-to-day machinations of being a PGA pro giving out some tips and then obviously their content has moved on from there they do course vlogs tool v small and other things amongst things um, both guys I genuinely enjoy spending a lot of time with I've just come back from uh, a golf trip with them both at the Golf National we, we do references uh, in the in the podcast um, it was a couple of weeks ago uh, apologies I didn't get it out before then um, but just two great guys who just give their insight into what it's like to set up your own YouTube channel and, and kind of uh, the reasons why they do that and, uh, and then we sort of talk a little bit more loosely about the game itself the pro game and we give you some tips for perhaps who who we think might do well in the majors this year so do look out obviously with the masters coming up later this week uh do look out for that but i really appreciate both adam and simon for their time and hopefully you will enjoy so here we go straight into the podcast cheers for now right so this week on the spy bar podcast i'm joined by two buddies of mine i've known for a number of years adam trett and simon byford hello gents how are we doing Adam and Simon, better known for PGA Life 365, which you can find on YouTube, yes, Twitter, all Instagram, social media platforms, yeah. everything. And Facebook. Yeah. And the gents also have their own Twitters and everything else as well, at Adam Trett PGA yep. and at Cy Byford. There yes. we go. We're oh, covered. We're covered. <laughs> That's that bit out of the way. We'll get all that in. I'll put it all in the bio at the end of the, and uh, we'll mention it again at the end. But I want to get these gents on. I think for so we go back a few years. Adam is my coach, helps me with my game, yeah. gets the panic phone calls every once in a while. <laughs> and I met Cy through Adam, and Simon introduced me to another good mate of mine, which is Jamie Donaldson, which is all through Simon. So thank you very much for that as well, Cy. No um, so let's talk about PGO Life 365. Why don't we tell listeners what is it? I'm sure some of them will know about it already, but tell us a little bit about its genesis, where it came from, what it's all about, what you boys are all about. Well, I think I think PJ Life 365 came from from both of us kind of wanting to do something video content related, social media related. Uh, both of us being quite nervous in front of the cameras on our own, um, and we dabbled a bit, hadn't we, in the past? Yeah. Um, and trying to do some bits and pieces on YouTube. Um, and we just thought, right, we need to do it. You know, Nobody else really in Suffolk and East Anglia were doing anything at the time. And we've sort of made excuses and thought about doing it. And we're like, right, no, let's do it properly. So it would have been, a, what, sort of like, maybe May time 2016? Yeah. I'd say something around there. And we just literally went to the pub one night and sat there and went, right, we're going to do this. This is what we think of. This is our, This yeah. is what we're going to call it. Bosh. And then literally started from there. Um, I think it was really to kind of raise awareness for our own coaching businesses yeah, I think, to start with. Yeah, I think the, the platform itself for us was very different to anything we'd done before. So 
the whole nervousness in front of the camera. If like if you go back and watch the first couple, they're a bit yeah. cringy. Yeah. But um, it's one of those things that it makes you better at presenting and at all the things that you do within a day-to-day role that we have. It just puts you up on that pedestal a little bit more. So it makes you talk about different topics within just coaching. Whereas sometimes, like we would just coach one, like you would coach full swing all day. Yeah. And nobody would want like a short game lesson. Whereas with the videos, it allows you to show that skill off throughout. Yeah. So it's a good marketing tool for for me and Simon in terms of our depth of knowledge and what we know and what we're good at. And also, it gives us a release and and shows everybody our sense of humour side of things. So with the playing and stuff like that, it shows that actually we are normal. Like I think everybody regards it, when you're a professional golfer that you just you're very serious it's a competition yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. it's that it's yeah, the other yeah. whereas at our level yet yeah, I'll take some bits and pieces quite seriously and obviously with yourself going yeah. as we'll discuss later on that that's changed a little bit with Simon but there is a time and a place to be like that and yeah. I think that the the channel allows us to bring both of those sort of things together being yeah. serious at times when people are going to want instruction and our reviews and bits and pieces and then there's times to relax and sort of bring that side of it into it as well. I think it's important that especially as we developed it for coaching, for our own coaching businesses and for our own coaching development that people aren't afraid to come and talk to us. You know, if you've you've seen any of our content, hopefully you'll realise that we're approachable that we will answer questions, we, we, we do have a laugh, we are normal people, and I think that's that's often a barrier to people for golf. Yeah. They're like, oh my goodness, you know, like, I had it this week, and you have it all the time as well, Adam. People will come, and they'll come to a function at your golf club, and they'll be like, oh, I wish I could come here for a coffee, and you're like, we're open to the public, like, how, yeah, yeah. how do we how do we yeah. get people to go, look, we are, no- like, we're normal places, we yeah. are, you know, we are open to the public, and you know, that's just I, one of the barriers. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, it's a, it's a great point. So, I mean, you and I met at Bury St Edmunds Golf Range, mm. whereas I was, just, I was just hitting a few balls. I think you just finished a lesson and I was hitting it terribly. And I saw the sign for lessons and I sort of, I, a bit gingerly, sort of went up and asked about mm. it. And I don't, it's interesting. I think I would be much more approachable doing that through the mean of YouTube. Yeah. I've really, really found YouTube since you guys have really been doing it in the last yeah. few years. And, Obviously, there's a whole plethora you can go down with YouTube, but it definitely opens it up. And I can imagine from your point of view as well, like you must become more succinct in the coaching that you give. It's quite a good medium to, because what you don't want to bore the audience. So you've got to be able to get a message across quickly about, you know, when you do a bit of coaching or showing a few skills, etc. So it must help your kind of your everyday coaching just in having that channel, yeah, having that definitely, platform. Definitely, yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it, you have to, because if, you, if you're giving even an hour lesson, you have to be succinct in what you're talking about. Because yeah. we could, you know, and, and half of the, the skill is having the knowledge, but not passing it all on and knowing the person in front of you. Yeah. you know, and that's the difference between YouTube, where you're kind of a broad audience, and then a lesson where you've got to be individual. And, and it goes back to, to obviously, with a, with a lesson, it's slightly different, because obviously you can get to know that person and the best way to put that across. That was the only thing we found with the first bits of coaching we did. It's like, you have to put, you're putting it across to a very broad audience. Yeah. So at that point, it has to be almost quite, not simple, but quite concise in what you're saying, because there can't be any gray area. You have yeah. to be, one, correct in what you're saying, that has to be factual, and you have to put it across in a way that 
through that medium, everybody's going to get what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You haven't got that sort of back and forth conversation that you would have in a lesson. I think that's something that we've definitely, especially when we've done our coaching, that we've definitely been really aware of is that we don't want people to take it the wrong way, what we say, and also we don't want to just put stuff out there for the sake of putting it out there. And I think that's something that we're both very proud of in our, Mm. if you look back at our back catalogue, we've hopefully given advice, either that we've learned and then passed straight on, um, in terms of like aim point stuff and yep. custom fitting with Adele putters and bits and stuff like that, but also that it's not just clickbait titles. It's not yeah, just yeah. right. Let's decide how many different videos we can do about grip or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we don't want people to get confused because there is so much information out yeah, there, yeah. especially in a technical sport like golf. Yeah. The message has got to be: these things might help you, but go and see your local pro. Yeah, and and even the stuff that we've learned and passed on, like aim point. It's stuff like that that you you pass on, but you you have to give that credit. Yeah, you yeah. can't then like take that away because that's obviously Jamie's thing, yeah. and that's fantastic. And it's it's amazing that he's been able to come across and do some videos with us. Um, but it's things like when we went to see Andrew Rice. You can take the things from that day and sort of interpret them, put them into a video of your own, yeah. and give him no credit from that. But mm. well, that would be completely wrong as well yeah, because yeah, actually yeah. he's the person that's given us the knowledge at that point. So. If, if somebody watches that video and we give Andrew the credit because that's where it's due, yeah, then yeah, if yeah. somebody checks Andrew out, then that's another person engaging in, in a very knowledgeable coach's content, yeah. which is where if we were going to give anybody information like go and, go and look at Martin Chuck, go and look at Andrew Rice, yeah. it's those people that need to be looking at the right sort of things rather than, like you say, you can get lost down, down the black hole in YouTube a little bit at yeah. times. Yeah, and I know, I know having spoken to a couple of different guys that there there is frustration out there with some YouTubers that just, they do exactly that. They they take, borrow ideas mm-hmm. and don't give credit and, and that annoys people. Mm. Um, so I think the fact that you do that and you're very transparent with that is, is definitely the right way to go forward. I, I mean, I live by a pay it forward mentality and mm-hmm. everything that I do. I think kind of if you keep that going then all good things come back to you yeah, uh, as a general carver mm. I mean in terms of strategy towards um, YouTube because again lots of people have actually asked me about why am I not doing my YouTube channel anymore so I, I did a little bit for a little bit of time effectively what I do now with mm. the podcast on YouTube I'm aware how much time it takes mm. <laughs> just doing a 10 minute video and the editing and making sure the lighting's right and all that sort of bits and pieces and, and it's not professional by any stretch of imagination how much time and effort outside of the day job do you guys take generally on a week by week basis delivering the content you guys do a fair bit yeah a fair bit yeah it's, it's one of those and if anybody's watched any of our stuff there is some technical flaws to our, <laughs> to our work at times we, we have done like a whole session and then yeah. come back and gone that is all for the last hour has been so out of focus. <laughs> it's, it's just like, and then you think, can we be bothered to do all that again? But but you do. And, yeah. and we've been like, we used to do every week yeah. in Simon's garage used to be where we used to do mm-hmm. all yeah. of the preview shows and bits and pieces. And it was freezing. Yeah. It was so cold. And we're sat in there for hours at a time mm-hmm. um, trying to get the lighting right and bits yeah. and pieces, like you say. And it, and it does take up a lot of your time, but it's one of those things, it, it, isn't, it isn't the fact that it takes up loads of time, it, it's the fact that we just see the value from it, even yeah. though obviously at the moment we're, we, we earn absolutely nothing from it, yeah. 
that's not really the point. No, yeah. it's not. The, no, it's definitely not. And we both enjoy doing it. Yeah. And as long as we keep enjoying doing it, we both enjoy the cinematography and the filmmaking and, and that element of it. Mm. I think you yeah. have to enjoy that side of it as much as you have to enjoy, you know, the sitting there at you know silly o'clock in the morning editing videos and forgetting to do thumbnails <laughs> and all the, it just, it's it's a whole tick list of stuff it's not just sit down press record on the camera upload it's mm. it's everything that goes the, along with it put it on to upload and you get up in the morning and you think how is this thing still on four <laughs> percent uh, what has it been doing all night <laughs> well, the worst is the thumbnail mm. I, swear, I always remember the thumbnail i get it all up i get it up. I'm like, oh god thumbnail and I just, I just YouTube, try and find the best yeah but YouTube, YouTube. picks some absolute <laughs> horrors as well <laughs> it's just like you click through and you're just like well the four you've picked are awful four, like yeah. how have you picked that you're, you're gurning in every single yeah. one yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's a fun game um, I think for us you know there's a bit of branding there that we want to yeah. develop um, and we've got our first trip coming up yes you know, of course we've spoken yeah. about doing running trips um, probably for probably for two years really and we're now at the stage where the, where Adam's wedding last year was obviously that was last year's focus wasn't so, it yeah it was just like from from my point of view it, it took up and it does and it consumed, consumed the whole year yeah. which it has like have you said like it should have done yeah, it's just then that this year I've been able to like jump on mm-hmm. like when we went to the Ryder Cup yeah we um, we sourced the, the contact yeah. to go back to La Golf National, yeah. which is where the trip's running to, and 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 it sort of worked from there. Sent the first email across, and and, and then everything sort of snowballed. Yeah. It got yeah. got going very quickly. We released the trip on the channel, and um, we literally both sat there that yeah. night, pressed upload, and thought, yeah. and we both texted each other saying, "Well, let's see, yeah. let's yeah. see if anybody wants to come." And less than forty eight hours later, yeah. it was full, it was full. Yeah. Yeah. and we were just like. I rang you. I remember yeah. ringing you from here and said, "I've got, I've got the last person." Yeah, you were yeah. like, "This is crazy." Yeah, and we're in the pipeline looking to do a UK one later in the year. Yeah, looking ahead to doing some more, you know, ones abroad next year. And, and again, something, another, another string to the bow, all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think it's important that, you know, we have some good contacts in Europe, around the world, etc. And it'd be nice to use that to access some places that you know golfers not necessarily have good access to yeah. no and I think, I think that's what's great about this world is it and since I started the podcast as soon as I've started talking to people people want to help you out mm-hmm. if they see the vision the passion that you've got they're more than willing to give you that leg up mm-hmm. uh, you, all you've got to do is ask and just show that bit of interest and passion it just seems to be that kind of close-knit yeah. community that the golf is now. yeah and be willing to you know to make the effort to yeah. go and see these people mm. yeah, yeah and that's yeah, that's half of it but yeah we, we see we enjoy doing it and as long as we keep enjoying doing it then we'll keep we will keep doing it well we're looking forward to the golf national yes definitely hopefully the rough is a little bit lower than yeah I did watch some course vlogs I'm not going to lie rough. and uh, yes yeah, some of the rough around yeah but it's not too far off the fairway it has ah. to be said yeah. well, way we showed that picture because oh. uh, we obviously were both at the Ryder all, all three of us were at the Ryder Cup and um, on the final day I was sitting in between uh, the tee box and the green on two so yeah. I could see all the way down the first and I, th- I remember thinking at the time I thought well, yeah that first fairway is quite wide mm-hmm. and then Matt will be until you stand there well that's it <laughs> then Wavy sent that photo last week I was like that just looks like a lot of hay on the right yeah. and a lot of water on the left mm. and thinking that, that oh, that might be the bailout down the right hand side and then 
when you see how long the rough is, you think, well, perhaps it's not. Yeah, yeah. and you can nudge it into that wide bit. You can bit nudge the it into the wide bit, but then you've got, got to s- nudge it like the same distance again yeah, into the green. Over, over all the water. Yeah. No, so that'd be cool. So that's, that's the end. That was three weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks today. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that, as long as the golf game holds up. I finally remembered to book the train as well. <laughs> yes, I need to do Typical that. Typical me and Simon, uh, Simon booking system. We've we've waited till like the last three weeks and then thought, we should probably book how to get there. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you do ferry train in the end or train? No, both we did train both. Yeah. Train yeah. Both. Didn't work for out the of, For the sake of a tenner, I wanted to get there in 30 minutes. Yeah, and not be seasick. I shall be taking a train. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, off topic, coming back on, uh, I think kind of the key things you guys have been pushing more recently are the two projects that you both are running concurrently on the channel. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Project Left, okay. Simon. Yeah. Explain to us what Project Left is. Okay, uh, well, Project Left is basically three years um, sort of dedicated the next three, well, six months in, the next two and a half years to seeing how good I can be left handed. Um, I'm left handed. When I write, I'm left-handed. When I throw, I play darts left-handed, pool left-handed. I play very high-level tennis left-handed. Um, basically, any sport that I could choose, I chose left-handed. Yeah. However, I was given right-handed golf clubs. That was never questioned growing up. It never been questioned. I never questioned it. Yeah. Um, and it's not until I've sort of started coaching, and if I was to introduce a beginner to the game now and they did throw with their left hand, I would definitely suggest testing out being left-handed because I yeah. think your dominant hand is much more face-aware within yeah. golf. And I think that, as a majority, holds true. Yeah. Um, they're obviously going to be outliers, and as soon as I say anything, everyone will tell me that Phil Mickelson's right-handed yeah, yeah, yeah. and Sergio yeah. Garcia is left-handed. But all the other pros that are right-handed golfers are right-handed and most of the left-handers are left-handed naturally um and it's you know it's a it's a bit of a personal quest but it's also a test of my coaching you know can i get any any good left-handed um it puts me in the mindset of a beginner again which is frustrating yeah because my brain tells me i can do these shots and i can take these things on and i just can't at the moment um, and I think it's for both the projects and Adam will say the same thing it's about the story it's about the journey of yeah. it yeah. and um, I think we're both quite interested in where where the journeys for both of us end up yeah. and hopefully that interest is carried across in you know in the episodes that we do for people yeah. um, I remember at the time when you announced it I was I was fascinated by it so my brother is right handed but he does everything left handed okay and he, but he plays golf right-handed, mm-hmm. and so kind of when you mentioned this to me originally, I, was, I, I thought of him straight away. But the the, the the kicker to that was, I'm I'm quite intrigued as an outsider to see how it affects your coaching because mm-hmm. I would imagine again, as you said, they're putting yourself effectively back as a beginner lefty. Mm-hmm. That's got to help, but in a way, you see the world through a beginner's eyes, yeah. having been you know, so mm-hmm. good right-handed for X yeah. amount of years. Mm-hmm. You kind of almost get once you see it, you get desensitised to it. Yeah, and it's em- so it's about understanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And and also, the majority of golfers that we come across are learning as adults. Yeah. In the game of golf, and we don't learn much as adults. No. We learn to drive technically as an adult. Yeah. Sort of. We're still basically kids at seventeen, aren't we? Yeah. But there's not much 
that the normal person learns from scratch, especially something that's such a hard motor skill yeah. as a golf swing and has so much technical advice out there that could hinder or could help, you know, depending on the individual. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you self-coaching mm. on that? Yeah. At the moment, yeah. At yeah. the moment, not really coaching too much. No. Um, I'm not really, because I still think there's such a strike and just face direction is such yeah. an awareness thing that I need to learn and, and develop that actually I'm not too fussed about swing paths Yeah, we've gone stuff through yet. sort of fundamental stuff like yeah. from Simon's point of view, from a player's point of view, like your grip was mm. from from me looking from yeah. from my angle, it was a little off. So we've spoken about sort of grip and your alignment was a long yeah, way a long right way. at times yeah. and there's there's simple things that that will help his strike more than anything else yeah. at the minute. So it's just trying to keep an eye between the yeah, strong two start and direction. Yeah, um, and, but that will that will have to increase as the handicap and the skill level develops because they won't yeah. be able to have the tops and the sideways ones that at the moment I still do yeah. as an 18 handicapper. Mm. What are you down to now? You're down to 18, 18 so 17, 18 7. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. It's Not coming, much. it's coming. Especially with your injury as well, yeah. you know. Yes, yeah, I haven't, I've put one card in in the last eight weeks, so, yeah. which I'm trying to do going forward, especially with, you know, whether we'll get time to talk about it today, but what's coming in 2020, yeah. you know, with the handicap changes, people need to be thinking about that now. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You need to. Well, yeah. Hold that thought. We'll maybe. come back to yeah. that because I've forgotten all about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's going to impact me greatly, <laughs> especially the way I'm playing in a minute. All over the shop. And Adam, you're doing Project Win. Yeah. So give us some context. What's Project Win all about? So Project Win is is my sort of quest to win a professional event, and it is slightly open ended in terms of winning a professional event because ultimately, it's not down to me. Yeah. It's down to an element of, of luck, yeah. so to speak. So I could play the best golf that I can play, shoot a, an amazing score and somebody can still beat me. Yeah, of course. So, um, so there, is, there is sort of a very open-ended mm. to that, but it's also doing the bits behind the scenes to give me the best opportunity to, yeah. to get into that position. Um, I've always played okay. Like it's always been, yeah. it's always been all right. I've played at a, a decent level at university, and 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 as a pro, I've played played some good events and finished in good places in certain things. But also completely bummed out in others due to maybe sort of dabbling in and dabbling out, and yeah. and not really giving it that full attention. Um, but it was just trying to do give myself the project in terms of some structure to to how the how the year was going to go and and making sure that the fitness work didn't just happen at one stage through the year it it happened all the way through because obviously you can see benefits from that on the golf course um changes of equipment being fitted properly putters and like we've been through the adele stuff and it's it's things like that that you're looking for that little percentage yeah all the time and it's by no means going to be a smooth ride as it hasn't been up until now I've made swing changes and to try and make myself better and and people have have come back and said to me like you already already a pro like why are you changing everything now yeah and it's just in that pursuit of getting better and I think with golf once you lose that pursuit of wanting to get better 
it's like you've accepted that you are the level you are and I don't ever think that's a very good thing to have in any walk of life no if you're not trying to improve on something then yeah. it, like yes yeah, it's, it's, it's what are you what what do you want from it and if you want to go out and play and have a great time with your mates then that's fine yeah yeah, yeah. but you and, can't and then... I've, no, I've, I've nothing but then you can't come back on it and say no. oh you keep taking my money so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, there's, yeah. there's that there's that whole thing and I, I get the whole people go out and enjoy it and they play at the level they play that's fine but I also for me I wanted to see where I could get to yeah um, I believe it's it's in there yeah. to win definitely within Suffolk I could I definitely feel I can hold my yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Um, to get onto the next level at East Region, to beat the boys who play in the three three day events, it's yeah. going to be hard work because let's face it, they just play golf for a living. Yeah, and that's what everybody believes that we do. Yeah, well, that's that's the point I was going to say. <laughs> so it's, you know, you're working full time. You've got stuff on the channel. Obviously, you've got your coaching here. We're at the the Suffolk today, and then mm. you do your stuff for the school just around the corner, Colford School. Yeah, so finding it's about finding the time, isn't it? Finding the time. Yeah, to play. it's like mm-hmm. practice time and and pl- trying to play and and and, and that's where it's relatable. Having, I think that's where it's relatable to every you know, everybody watching yeah, yeah. because you are trying to win an event. You are trying to win at a level that a lot of people will never get to. Yeah, but it's no different to you saying that you want to win your club championship, championship yeah. because you still have a job yeah. and you still have to find your own time to practice and that's exactly the same. You know, you might be at Colford in possibly some of the best coaching conditions that are around anywhere yeah. with the facilities they've got there and you might be there every Tuesday for six hours but in that six hours you could maybe hit two, three golf balls maximum a lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's not practice. No, it's that's not, that's not. showing that's, someone a yeah. demonstration. That's not you mm. spending any time practicing. And even if someone does cancel or a lesson does doesn't turn up, you've only got forty five minutes in yeah. which to have in which to suddenly go switch on and go. Oh, hang on. And if you don't have that plan, you could just waste that time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you having that plan, mm. knowing that this is what I'm working on. If I get any time, I'm going to work on this. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you've got to find your own time. Yeah, it is, and it is difficult, and and it's proved a little bit easier through the winter. In, yeah. In terms of most of the stuff I've been able to do has been feel-based stuff for me. Because yeah. it's trying. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very much. Show me, let me feel it. I can repeat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can do that indoors. I don't need to hit a shot to do that because it's a, it's a bit of the top of my backswing that I don't actually need to hit a golf ball to do that yeah, yeah. so I've been lucky with that change in what I've been trying to do that I can actually try and groove that stood in the front room much to Claire's annoyance <laughs> <laughs> so it is something I've been able to do that way so I haven't been able to have to stand there and beat balls but and there is going to be a time as the spring gets here that I'm going to need to be out on the course a lot more going to need to put the holes in there's no difference between like running a marathon you need to put the miles in mm-hmm to run a marathon yeah. to win a golf competition I need to be out there I need to be Very playing holes yeah. because it's one thing standing there on a range and flushing it and there's another thing yeah. getting around the golf course when it's blowing a gale yeah and I think it's putting yourself in that pressure situation as much as anything whether it is playing for some money or whether it is playing with a consequence mm. you know on on camera knowing that mm. you've got to upload and you've got to do the I game. think that the, the uploading and the channel side of things is is hard at times mm. because 
as Simon will allude to, like I came home from a tournament just before Christmas and there's no way in the world I wanted to upload that video. No. No, I didn't want anybody, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even want to tell him what I'd shot, no. let alone tell the world. Yeah. But you have to. That's... But you have to, you're accountable to it. And I think in terms of the reflection side of things, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's a little bit like um, a nice little sofa session with somebody. You sit down, you talk to the camera and actually afterwards you feel a bit better yeah. about it. Yeah. Because you've just spoke through all the things that and the way you felt on the course and and the way that sometimes there wasn't that trust in the in the change and that was always going to be the thing and but also like I've spoke about it before like, um, and and there is videos coming like I'm too emotional on yeah, the golf yeah, course yeah. I'm yeah. just too emotional but that's me and it's been in that mm. ingrained in me sport wise for my entire yeah, life yeah. and I think there has to be that sort of element of not going to Sergio level no, no, no. But there no, has to. I like everybody rate uh, slated him last week about him doing that thing to the bunker. I get it. I yeah, get, yeah, and I'm never, I'm never saying he's correct for that. But that's just frustration yeah. in his ability. Yeah. And if you've ever played golf, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would have felt that frustration. Yeah, he just got caught on national TV doing it. Yeah. He's probably been given a fine of whatever, and, yeah. and it's never good because he's a role model to other people. But ultimately, he's a human being yeah, that's yeah, frustrated yeah. with the way he's playing golf. Uh, yeah, and you can never know what's going on in somebody's personal life. Or no, you can, no, you can never see that backstory to what's going on. So it's very easy to judge him from there and and say, look, he's done that wrong. Yeah, he has done that wrong, but he could have had. He's got a little girl. Yeah. She she might have been up all night. He might have had no sleep. He's yeah, a bit yeah. tetchy. Yeah. He's played bad, and then all of a sudden he's had a bit of a rubbish line of bunker. Yeah, and, it's and then it's just boof. Yeah, gone. I think I think the the thing the reason why he was killed on that was obviously it was the it was a messing around with the the green the green yeah. But and, and I'm, I'm with you. But the video evidence it was like it was overkill. or everyone's offended. Like, we've we've all done that. Yeah. Everyone's loved clubs. Everyone's lost yeah. the plot. And it's, they still do. And they still of course continue they will. to. Yeah. But then like obviously with things like that you can relate back. But yeah. then he's had to, a bit like with the video I had to upload. He's had to front up to that. Yeah. And then if that suddenly switch on a light bulb and the next time he gets in that position he doesn't do it yeah. learn from then you learn from it and being able to go back on the project and be able to go right I've, learned from, I've learned from that yeah. and we'll kick on for next time I think that accountability is important I, I, I made a decision this year so I mean you, you, you obviously having coached me having played with me you know I, I, I catapulted down over a couple of years got down to six beginning of last year I then did some swing speed stuff, which somewhat ruined my swing for most of last year and have gone up ever since. Like say, I wasn't um, accountable to that. No, you weren't. No, you, it was nothing, nothing to do with you. I, was, I got to a stage where I thought I needed more distance to get further, to, to keep on coming down. The irony being I didn't. But the, the reason why I bring that up is that I started getting into habit last year of throwing in NRs because I would be shooting maybe 11 over. I'm playing, I was playing off six and I was shooting 11 over and I was like, oh, that's disappointing because I've always been seen as somebody who shoots under their handicap or in buffer at the very least. And this year I made the decision, irrespective of what I score, I'm going to put it in and I'm just not going to care. You'll, have and, more, you'll get more respect from everybody to give it in and front up to it than you will anything else. Well, and so we had a lesson last week and by the end of it, I was flushing it quite well. Uh, I played horrific on Sunday. Shot a 93. In fairness to myself, I decided to wedge putt from about the 13th hole onwards because I was that annoyed with how I was playing, but I still played out. 
and I wasn't going to put the card in and I thought no I am going to put the card in because actually it's quite good for me to go I don't ever want to put a 93 in this again mm-hmm. ever and also that whole battle thing had, well, like you yeah. needed to you needed to rally and battle at that yeah. point and you didn't no no exactly right exactly right but it, it kind of it brings you back to the point you're saying it's like being accountable mm. and just going and just recognising in the moment after the event that do you know what it doesn't really matter what the response is no. I think it just matters that you acknowledge that yeah. okay this is something I need to work on mm. and I came off going I was actually only 8 over through 13 holes mm. so and, and, you know, and you weren't concentrating on the green no you weren't putting no. so. I was mess- messing around by yeah. the end of it because I was crossed about something actually Probably yeah, wasted five, six, seven. Exactly. Oh, at least, at least, and the rest. So it's just quite interesting that I think the project wins a really interesting one, mm. and and also as someone who's striving to get better, to get lower, it's something that I and you're a mate anyway, so I'll keep an eye on it regardless. But it's just quite an interesting concept mm. to be part of. But I think also with with golf, like were you saying, you've catapulted down what people need to. Look at is the handicap system yeah. as it sets out at the minute is designed for you to get better a lot quicker than you can go back the other way. Yeah. So if you do have a horrendous day, it is only point one back on your handicap. Yeah, yeah. It is not the end of the world. It doesn't yeah. matter if you shoot one hundred and forty-seven. Yeah. Or like yeah. one bet, one worse than buffer, you're yeah. still getting it. Yeah. You, but you're still only getting point one. Yeah. And also, progress isn't linear. In, mm, in no, handicap system, in anything, no, in anything, no. but certainly in handicaps, you, you just have to look on the system, and everybody's handicap comes down, levels out, maybe goes up, come, and then when you come down, people often come down in a big chunk, yeah, and then it'll take you months, and months to get back level again, and then you'll come down again. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> got to 18 really quickly, and yeah. it's been six, like 12 weeks away. I think with with yours though, it the. I've got an There's, advantage. You've, you've got, you've, well, you have got an advantage to, to a degree, but you've also, and I've said it to you before, you have to lose the mentality that you're a professional golfer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Simon takes on some shots, and I've, I've stood there and I've said to you afterwards, "Is no, you can't pull that shot off at the minute." Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, we stood on a on a hole the other week, and he went, "I think I'm just going to try and cut it off that bunker," and I'm like. Let's let's just whack it in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just worry about how far it's going. Yeah. Don't worry about moving it off that bunker. Yeah. But it's that's because you're a professional golfer. Yeah, yeah, you can that's see because right-handed, you're seeing a shot, you're seeing a shape, you're seeing you're yeah, having yeah. a feel, and then that might be the hard your hardest battle yeah, might yeah. be the getting whole yeah getting out of your own way mm, to a degree. Definitely. Well, I think, I think that's fascinating. So the, the, I've mentioned earlier when I interviewed a guy in the states. Um, it'll come out in a couple of weeks. Who's into junior golf and helping junior golf but he's taking it more from the approach of it's a game and and, and it, it's more about the mental it's about creating an environment for them to succeed mm-hmm. and, and effectively that's what we're talking about here isn't it it's about mentally you, know, you mentally try yeah. and rein in your emotions to get to project win mm-hmm. and you mentally accepting that yeah. I'm, not, I'm a professional golfer I know how to map my way around a course but actually left handed I'm not a professional golfer yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um so it's, it's a nice little microcosm for how all of us are trying to yeah, approach this game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, that's where hopefully both of them are relatable. You know, yeah, wherever yeah, you absolutely. are in your golfing journey, and even if you are a beginner, 
the stuff that Adam's talking about in Project Win has got to be relevant to you. You've got to think about your way of playing, playing the holes, of playing the course. You've got to be thinking, you know, will losing a bit of weight, will getting a little bit fitter, will that help my game? And yeah, yeah. you know, the answer's going to be yes to, to yeah. everything. It doesn't matter what level you're at. If you want to get a bit better, you've got to be looking at, at these things. Yeah. And I, I completely and utterly hate fitness. <laughs> And I uh, literally, genuinely, tonight has been horrendous. I've run in the rain tonight, yeah. and it's been horrific. But there's but a goal, like, and there's but a reason. I've got to get uh, one. I've got to do this half marathon. That's a long way round, and and two, like I've got to come off the golf course after eighteen holes, thinking I could play eighteen or more. Yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. What? And not. When get, is that half marathon? May. May. Okay. And what are you aiming for? Got finish. finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, literally to I finish. That's, I think like, that's perfect for a first. So event. literally to finish. Like, I think looking at from what we did, Adnam's ten k in maybe. Mm, don't put don't put any. Maybe pants. sort of like if you were to double what what I did Adnam's in, I'd be fairly. Oh, happy. very yeah, very happy. Like two and, that would be like two and a half two hours. And a half hours yeah. Yeah. I'd be over the moon. But if yeah, it yeah. takes me three and a half, I ain't that bothered. No. Because I'm not a runner. No, no. I quite openly. Um, and I've said I said this on your stag do actually I said we went what did we do one mile sport relief mile we got to the end I went no <laughs> I'm built for endurance of walking that is it <laughs> <laughs> and swore that I'd never do it again and then no, sa- somehow I'm um, signed up to run 13, 13.2 or mm. whatever it is yeah. you'll enjoy it I won't I, I don't I, know how I'm going to people say this but I don't know how, see those, how I will be, enjoy it it'll be very interesting it, so I've only done one uh, I did the Brighton Half Marathon the first Brighton Half Marathon it was done February the 2nd mm-hmm. yeah. it was seafront uh, as well seafront yeah. it was hurricane the wind the rain it was lashing it down it was like minus two it was a joke um, it was so bad they could even put like the milestones out there mm-hmm. so everybody gets it and the energy and you'll find this when you do it the energy is unbelievable so getting to start that everyone's legged it Mm. Right at the beginning, I'm going, he's not mental. We've got 13 and a bit miles. I'm, I'm going to take my time and I'll pick people off. Running around, running around. I'm, I'm getting off at quite a good pace. I'm feeling really good. And I didn't have any gear. I didn't, have, I didn't know how far I'd run or what I was doing. I chucked this bloke next to me. I had all the gizmos. I went, all right, mate, you, how long have we been running? He said, oh, 42 minutes. All right, okay. How far have we run? Eight and a half miles? I was like, what? Oh my, I, and, and the fear in my face, I was so far ahead of my time. So I should have been doing an hour mm-hmm. eight, yeah. eight and a half miles lo and behold about half half a mile later my ankle started hurting and I dragged myself around in 142 I think it was I was quite pleased in the end mm. but the one thing I'll say it will fly by oh, an hour yeah. and 42 flew by mm. and the amount of energy and banter and fun that you have along the way it's, yeah, it is it's, it's a really cool experience mm. and if I didn't have dodgy knees or ankles I would do more You'll, have, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I do. You'll be, you'll um, be fine. It's a long drive home from Manchester if I haven't. <laughs> uh, are you driving? Well, uh, we are, I might have to look at the train. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards. Have a little rest. Afterwards, the legs might be hurting, and I don't think yeah. sitting in the car is going to be a great idea for that long. No, not going <laughs> to be driving, though. No. Yeah. No, crap. No, crap no, is a killer. Yeah. Yeah, find a show. Literally. <laughs> Find a chauffeur or a train, yeah. one of those. Um, I don't have a chauffeur, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, you don't. No, I don't, no. Oh. 
that might be a bit tight to get a chauffeur in that time. Yeah. Which I, think. I don't think she's going to pass a driving test in that time. That no. might be. I might be a bit scared. I might want to drive. Yeah. <laughs> so let's bring it around to. You mentioned something earlier on handicaps. Okay. So let's talk about this handicap system that's changing. We've got a few other things. So we've talked about us. We've talked about PGA Life Three Six Five. Let's let's change let's change about, tact and talk, talk about golf. golf. Yeah. yeah. Handicap system. Explain it. I've forgotten what it is. Off the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I'm currently researching a video I am to do it. Chairman do of the competitions handicaps committee. Oh so you, should, <laughs> you should be telling yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> so. So basically, as of the 1st of January 2020... Stop taking notes, Ben. Yes. <laughs> just up the microphone level so we can record this bit in detail. Yeah, so as of 1st of January 2020, your handicap, if you've been a, go- if you've been a competitive golfer for more than a year, is going to be based on um, the best eight scores of your last 20. An average of your best eight scores from your last 20. Wow. Which, if you've been handing in three qualifiers a year to keep your handicap active, yeah, it's seven years worth of golf, yeah, that is going to be trawled through, yeah. Which for a lot of people could be good or could be bad, yeah, yeah equally, yeah. Um, it's also going to be we're going to adopt slope system. So much better. Well, oh, so much better. Yeah, oh. slope system. I think generally for golf, slope system is going to be a huge difference. So that basically every golf course has a difficulty rating. Yeah. Um, they're incorporating the USGA stuff. They're doing it difficulty rating off, off coloured tees as well, aren't they? Exactly, so each tee will be different. And I like that idea. I hate, absolutely detest, men's, ladies and junior oh, teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're just white, yellow, red and yeah. blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever the colour is at your club. Yeah, yeah. you choose Why you should you be tied down to playing to off one yeah, 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 When I worked, I worked in the States and the senior section there, the, f- the first time they played a competition of what was regarded as the forward junior forward tee, yeah. absolutely loved it. Yeah. They all came in with a great score. They all hit wedges into stuff that they normally hit a hybrid into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golf became fun again. Yeah. It's, it's so true. I, I did a, a thing last summer where I played off the ladies, the, the ladies, the red mm. tees. At my club, I shot one under. <laughs> I was happy as a pig in poo. Yeah, yeah. it was I, I, just as an experiment. Just to be quite honest, really to dial in my wedge game, mm. just just around the golf course. Yeah, we it's, played the par three course, or mm. um, well, the nine hole course at yours off the blues, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Why it's not? Fantastic. And if, if the course is rated properly, yeah, your handicap will be adjusted so that it reflects you playing off those tees. Yeah. So if you're a six handicapper and you move forward to the forward tees. You might only get four shots. You yeah. might only get three shots, and that's fine because that's what your handicap would be on that course. Yeah, just go play. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people worried about the slope system, and the slope system has been proven around the world. So just trust it. We are the only people without it. We are the only people without <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the rest of the world has a handicap system like this. Pretty much, yeah. And pretty the much. rest of the world has has yeah. a slope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Pretty much. Um, so you, you're you're. Your golf course will be rated. You'll have what's called a playing handicap index, which is yep. your base handicap, yep. which is then flexible depending on which tees you start from on your own course, um, and then which tees you go on on other golf courses. Yep. It'll be interesting for inter-club matches 
So, mm. like, so we have Hambro and Tolly, which are two handicapped team events. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how that develops yeah, because yeah, yeah. home advantage suddenly doesn't become home advantage in theory. Yeah. So whether they move to neutral venues to try and neutralise that, I think that's I a good idea. Said, yeah, the ladies, the ladies competitions Just in Suffolk are all, yeah. are all on neutral venue, which I think is fantastic. I didn't realise that. Yeah. yeah, okay, absolutely fantastic. They were that a few years ago. It's good. They they all get drawn in. Like obviously everybody's in that pool, yeah. and then they all get drawn, and then it's literally that's the match, and then it's been played. Them there. them two out, and it's there. Yeah. So it could be like Berry versus. Stone Market or Albra. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. they try not to do yeah, that. It could be. And it's it's one of those things that, like, that's great because then, one, both, both away teams now, so they both have the option to go for a practice round, which brings different people to that golf club that yep. might not have played there before. Also brings revenue to that golf club because yeah. they'll say, have a drink, have something to eat. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. just good for the ecosystem, if yeah. you want to put it that way, yeah, yeah. of golf within your county. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It gets people out and about. It's very easy to stay at your club and just venture out and play your match and come back to your club. Yeah, yeah. Whereas actually, if you're made to go and play somewhere else, you might think about doing it more. You might, yeah, you might think, right, we could do this once a month. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, people are going to have to start putting in cards. You have to get used to putting in cards, and and that's that should be the way it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you, every time you, you know, you go out on a. Are they are they doing it so they? I'm not. I haven't researched it that much. Are they doing it the same as you could do it in America? Like you could put in anything you want. It doesn't have to be a competition. No, it's you not. Don't have to be. sign a supplementary book. They, nothing. You have to you have to register your interest. You have to do it before you go. But I oh, think they're going to have. Well, that's what they're saying at the moment. Because yeah, in America you could literally you could go out. We could play nine holes on yeah. the front nine yeah. on Friday. Yeah. And you could put that in. We could play the back nine on Sunday. And you could put that in and complete that card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I think the way they're looking at now because it, it is going to change for the Why whole not? world. It's yeah. be one system yeah. for the whole, the whole world. world. Yeah. Um, I think it will, that will now be two separate nine hole events, which is still yeah. two separate nine hole yeah. events. Yeah. But it's going to basically what they're going to do is they're going to calculate. A Essentially, a standard scratch score for each day. Yeah. So, the idea is you're going to put your card in that day, which will then work out the playing conditions on that day. Yeah. Which is then kind of, and I think the way they're doing it is trying to amalgamate the best bits of every system. Yeah. To find the best system, and and, and if it, there if may be some teething if everybody bits. Everybody around the world is is off the same oh, it system. Just it just it just makes perfect sense. Of course yeah. it does. Yeah. You know, because you are. It's a bit like you playing tennis yeah. here and the court being a completely a different, different size, size yeah. if you go and play in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Or a different size ball like we used to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I know, I know. It makes it makes absolute sense in every you know, like imagine imagine having a football pitch and you went suddenly to Italy and they played on different sized goals and different sized pitches. You'd be yeah. like, uh, what's going on here? It's like the USDA and the, the RNA not talking to each other about the rule changes. Exactly. Yeah. We're gonna do these ones, or we think of doing these ones or uh, knock yourselves out. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah, rules changes. Well they they kind of have done that a little bit well, with had. some of the rule changes they've done this year. Well only on In. only for the ones they've only changed it on tour. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about them then? All the hullabaloo that's going on at the minute? Uh, do you as much ado about nothing? I just think they're just like, I understand that the rule change is going to be hard because all of the people that are on tour now have played probably since they were small. So they've got used to that rule. 
But like people got had to get used to not dropping it over their shoulder mm-hmm. yeah. and dropping it from, out in front of them. Yeah. People had to get used to that. I, I, so people will, will get used to dropping it from knee height. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. Get how hard it is. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. I think it's interesting. Those really it should be just on. a general area, I think, between sort of your shoulder and your knee. You've got to drop it some height between there. I, I just think you should place it. I just think place it everywhere. Yeah. It, takes, it takes all. Like, you've got, for me, I know and this will never happen, but for me, you place it for two reasons. One, you're either taking a penalty drop, which is costing you a shot. Yeah. So why should you then also be penalised for putting it in a crap place? Yeah. If it's if it, if you drop it, if if you got cost you a shot, shot to move the ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. just put it down and eat it. Yeah. If you're getting free relief, then you're probably getting free relief for something that shouldn't be there. Yeah. So therefore, you're entitled to move it, place yeah. it, get on with it. Yeah. And, and that's I think where they were going with the it has to move through the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. This was just silly. So they've obviously decided to go with knee height. We have to accept it for at least yeah. four years until they change it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, but but that's it. Uh, you have to accept it. Of course, yeah. you. And like, I think that's where the sense it's a bit like PSG fans and yeah. VAR yesterday. Yeah, yeah. you have to. You just got to accept it. Yeah. They probably you could make an argument it was handball or wasn't handball. You got to accept. But it. you got to accept it. Otherwise, you don't have referees. Yeah. There's no point. Well, it, it, yeah, exactly right. No, exactly right. So yes, they can kick off all they want, but if the USGA and the, and the RNA are strong enough, yeah. they're not going to get I, anything from it anyway. I think well, I was reading something on Twitter recently, and I think it, it summed it up perfectly. To start with, when it first, like literally in January, I know we're only in the first week of, in March now, but in January it started off as like, oh my goodness, these players, poor players, poor players, with the lining up stuff. Yeah. And I think now the sentiment has changed to. Look, these are the rules. You're gonna have to deal with it, you know. And I think that's where it's come full circle to that. Look, let's just get on with it. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think on the the lining up, I, I'm a bit more sensitive to them on because I think that there's a total grey area. I mean, the one the, the guy at the weekend, yeah, the, behind the bunker. Yeah, he was in a greenside bunker. They were chatting about the shot, one. Yeah, they were chatting about the shot. He was he was crouched behind him, and then when he went to play shot, he got out, he got out of the way. He's not he's not lining up his bunker shot. Mark Rose sake. sort of summed that up. He goes, the guy's plugged on a down slope in yeah. a in a bunker that slopes away from him towards water. Yeah. They're chatting about how they're going to get it out. How are you going to line him up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to line him up? He's on a down slope. He's got one foot like four foot off the line of where he wants to go. Like he's trying to hold himself on that slope, and he's got a ball that's in a. You like know, a plug like, mark you just think like how is lining him up going to help him yeah. well and, and kind of the point I made in, in the podcast earlier in the week was this guy Adam Shank is not he's a journeyman journeyman pro he ended up finishing tied for 30th without that two shot penalty he ends up tied 16th yeah. that's a lot of money difference yeah, that's I an think awful it worked, lot that's like 50 in, grand difference invites and potentially exactly openings right. for yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's, right. he's FedEx cut points yeah exactly and like, for they all, literally all look at top 25 top 25 is yeah, a stat except, yeah and, and he that, he's missed out on that yeah. because of that so I mean it's, it's things like that that for me frustrate and I understand why the rule was brought in the rule was brought in really for the LPGA tour where literally the caddies were lining up uh, yeah. deemed to line up a lot of the players with their putts and I do get that oh, I, think was, swings. I do get that and I think in terms of um, uh, in terms of kind of um, lost my train of thought there Sorry. yeah no no, no. in terms of uh, the, the men's tour I don't really I think more of an issue we should be looking at is the time taken over taking certain shots as opposed to and I'm not saying 
putting a shot clock, but I am saying putting a shot clock. I like the, I like the idea of of what they do in curling. I don't know if you curling okay. winter sport, where you get let's say you get. 19 minutes, 19 minutes is an arbitrary figure. You get 19 minutes to play your shots on a round of golf from when it's your turn to play. It's probably more like 26, 27 minutes when I think about it. Um, but you choose when you use those. Minutes, yeah. And if you, you know, and if, you've, if you're coming down the stretch on a Sunday and, you've got and you're running out of time, you've got to yeah. hit that shot. Yeah. You know, and you get, you get a one shot penalty for every 30 seconds you go over. Yeah. Or whatever it might, and quite. and and I think that would work. That would work. I think it's it's only going to work in a tour environment, isn't it? Of course, it is. Yeah, when definitely. they've got the yeah, amount yeah, of people, yeah. and, and even then, in a tour environment, that, there's and not. then at that point, where does that click over? Yeah. At what level does that? At what start? level does that start kicking in? Because you could play. Let's say you played challenge tour. You get on the European tour, All and then the somebody same. somebody says, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Yeah. Like, are we playing quicker than that? Yeah. Bifurcation of the laws and then that brings it to Well, it's difficult, yeah. yeah, especially like something like, you know, US Open or British Open when you've got club... And PGA Championships, you know, majors, yeah, you where you've got club pros turning up that haven't played mm-hmm. that system. And yeah. that, that was where it all went with the equipment and the ball and yeah. everything, and they're saying, oh, there needs to be a different ball for the professionals. You can't, no, in no. my opinion, you can't do that. No. No, One, no. I want to be able to go into a pro shop and buy Rory McIlroy's driver. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even as a pro, I want to be able to have the same equipment yeah, that yeah. he has. Yeah. Of course. And me, like for Project Win, I'll do open qualifying this year. Yeah. What happens if I qualify for the open and I've never played with that ball that now I'm going to have to play with? Yeah, and you've, you qualify how on the Monday of that tournament. How does that, yeah, you've yeah. got how's three that days fair? to figure out how far that ball goes yeah, and how it spins and does that fair? Yeah, yeah. So then at that point, you, you, then, you then say, right, open qualifying now doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, I think the only, the only place where that ball conversation can come in is the Masters, because it's an invitational. I think that's the only place whereby... But, but, equally, they, but equally, you still get invited as, as, an, as winning an amateur event. Yeah. You, know, I you can win a spot in the Open. Yeah. yeah. You win the British amateur, you're in. You're in the Masters, yeah. yeah. So you, you would have never been have to play with professional equipment. You're still an amateur. So if he goes to the Masters as an amateur, does he play with an amateur ball or a pro yeah. ball? Bearing in mind, you can still win the event. But he can't win the money. Can't win any money. So then at that point, he would say, well, I'm turning up yeah. as an amateur. Yeah, I play yeah. with amateur equipment. Play yeah. Yeah, I play yeah. with this ball. I don't think you can have different equipment. You different see, they balls. just open such, such a kind of worms. And do you think the equipment question comes around because... Because these guys are hitting it so far and potentially could tear up, tear up courses. Is, is it is it come back down yeah, to we don't want again, to see people shooting too many under par? But, but that's what. But that's what people that's love what, to watch. Yeah. yeah. But also, and that's what when you see the, some of the best tournaments in the world aren't won with that score. Yeah. Because no, it's course setup. Course, course setup, and is that's where it's got to be managed better. Mm. Yeah. So if he can hit it three twenty off the off the tee. Put knee high rough there. And then. you want to yeah. stop that? Yeah. Put knee high rough there. He can't hit it three twenty now. Yeah. You might be able to hit a two iron down there at three se- uh, two seventy. Yeah. Good luck to him yeah. into a ten yard wide fairway at that level. You can. There's it's, different ways you can do it at the at the elite level. Why would you want to make the game any harder for no, Paul blocks. Smith, yeah, which yeah, yeah, teeing yeah. off, who can't hit the fairway with? Rory McIlroy's driver and, mm. and, a, and a great <laughs> golf ball that goes 400 yeah. yards because why would you want to make it harder for him? Yeah, yeah. 
this game's hard enough as it is. Don't make it harder. No. I, th- I think this. I think it's important that you keep skill in the game. I think the RNA do that pretty well, mm. uh, and I think the equipment where they where they were forced to go to in you know, ten years ago now with drivers, where they had to stop how far you yeah. know, the CT effect on drivers. I think that's good. And I think that's good. Yeah, definitely. And I think it would, that was that could have got. I would have. Got yeah, would by now would have got ridiculously out of hand, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, but I um, think, like, also, when you see all these lads that hit it miles and miles and miles, they don't win every week. No, no, no. Well, no but like, nobody Cameron, wins it. No Cameron Champ, like... Is that everything? Is right, yeah. Absolutely hammers it off the tee. Yeah. Well, that can get you in just as much trouble as anything else. But I think yeah. that's where the modern tour pro is different, that they will... And I think that's where the game is going. And when you teach juniors now, it's, you've got to have... I know you've had personal issues with the speed... Thing, but they've got to whack it. Yeah, they yeah. have to whack it. If yeah. you don't whack it as as a, as, a, as an up and coming, yeah, yeah. you 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 have to be seriously good to buck that yeah. trend. I think. So you, your days where, and there will always be outliers, exceptions to the rules. But like, I've got we've got a lad who's in sick form. Mm. He's got a club head speed of one hundred and twenty six point four miles an hour driver. Now, now that has the potential to play on tour. Mm. Yeah. Somebody that swings it at 105 is going to have to be really good at everything. Yeah. He's just got to be really good at hacking it out of the rough with a pitching wedge. Because yeah. that's all he's going to have left in for yeah, most because, places. And, yeah, because he's still, if you swing a driver at 127, basically, you're going to be swinging your pitching wedge over 100, which means you're going to be hitting so he it has 160. The, he has the tools at that point yeah, yeah, yeah. to play on tour. I reckon what? I reckon I'd do myself some serious damage. But not if you grew up doing that. No, true. That's true. it. And, and that's where, like, like, we've got lads in there and, and girls in there now that are day in, day out, hitting balls, going to the gym. They have programs in the gym. They have this, yeah. they have that. Have Whereas, you've got to. 20 years ago, if you made it on tour, mm-hmm. brilliant. It's best knees up in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Travel around the world, having a great time. Yeah. Tank Whereas tank it, it, it's not, and interesting, we spoke about podcasts. I was running earlier and listened to the the cut, yeah. and Jamie Donaldson was on there, and he was asked why American players come out of nowhere like yeah, this yeah. week, and why they have more sort of why why do they not drop off, and why do the people on the European tour drop off? Yeah. And he says he thinks they're more single-minded, they're more driven, then they don't have that. They go to bed at six o'clock. They get up. They do this. They do that, and they're yeah. they're a bit more like that. Whereas the European tour is a bit more of a family. You all go out for dinner. You do this. You do that, and it's probably why we're very good at Ryder Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. I, and, I mean, but I, but I, yeah, it's it's hard to say why. I think why that happens. I think it's a pyramid. I think for you to, for you to stand out in a society of however many people live in America now, yeah. even if you then narrow it down to golf, that's not the most popular sport in the country for you to stand out you have to be so disciplined yeah. I couldn't believe that they said that, that the guy that won the Honda Classic hadn't won since he was a junior no he hadn't no he'd never really done a great deal in college he wasn't even a kind of a standout I might guy. have been listening to you actually yeah, it, yeah. well there you go cheers mate that was this afternoon <laughs> but uh, on that point I heard the same thing that Jamie said the, the caveat I would say is that the PGA Tour is a little milk toast in terms of it's 
the very similar events week in week out mm. for the most part yeah, yeah, this yeah. time of your year is a bit different because they you know, they go out to hawaii then they go to california and then they come to florida so they're playing different grasses love so i love it when they moan about the grasses oh. that's brilliant isn't it oh the grasses oh, were man. horrendous you, they you, were all cut the same yeah. length and everybody got a perfect line oh, that's say, been horrific you, you you come you come to suffolk right now and you try and find a bit of grass it's all <laughs> mud <laughs> mud and bare lies but but I do think from, from kind of now onwards for the rest of the season, they play so many similar courses. It's really oh, only, planned. yeah, it's just it's the really same, planned. it's the same thing. So they, if were, you, they were talking about, like, obviously, they're not in Valero, are they, for, before yeah. the Masters this, this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in San Antonio. That's right, they? yeah. So now they're saying, oh, poor them. They haven't got the golf course set up like Augusta. Good. Uh, yeah. I want to get, let's get them there. Let's see them suffer. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Right. I love it. Yeah. Why, why, should should they be be given, why should they be given like yeah, perfectly oh this is how it's going to be next week yeah. guys and if they want to they can just stay at home and practice just, yeah, yeah if you've got an invite yeah, to exactly. the Masters I'd have been there for the last month <laughs> I'm here again sorry sorry don't mind me I've got my own parking spot yeah <laughs> you're going to be a member for the next month yeah, when do you open the course again I'm ready oh. alright so bring it on let's do a bit of picking before I let you boys go I've kept yeah. you long enough We'll probably might do, I'm sure we'll do one or two more of these over the years we get mm, nearer to the majors. Yeah. But how do we see the season so far? Obviously, Tiger's news this week where he's got a bad, bad neck. But he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's Hopefully, fine. he's not involved in that scandal out in Jupiter, Florida, just around the corner. Oh, he won't be oh. there, didn't he? Oh. <laughs> 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 you did it, we did it. Pick your life 369. No comment on this. No comment. Master's coming up. Who are we picking? Who we got? Come on, you just go first, Adam. Uh, an Irishman loves loves green, doesn't he? Yeah. Come on, rules. Think. He just he's just swinging it very good. It looks a little bit shorter, a little bit more compact. The putters working. The short games, like the pitching's got better. Yeah. Like the distance control with those wedges when you hit it is hard and as good as he does it was always going to be hard to control wedges but he's got a score to sell around that place yeah. and I think I think that could open floodgates again you could see him kick on at that point and he, I thought he was very unlucky in Mexico Yeah, he played so good and there would have been other than DJ I don't think anybody else on the planet would have lived with him I think it's worth if you look at that final round it was if DJ didn't get that drop and then Rory didn't have the head off on the next hole. So if DJ didn't get that drop, then he maybe loses a stroke. Rory then plays a bit sense, more sensibly that next hole, comes away with a par, then all of a sudden that's two shots closer. Mm-hmm. DJ was head and shoulders. Yeah, I mean, he, don't, don't get me wrong, he was great. But I think if you just think about that, that context, momentum, the beginning yeah. of that round, the momentum, mm. then kind of DJ going up and down from, from where he was and then Rory having a head off. Yeah, I don't know what the hell was he doing trying to play that shot out of yeah. that round. But... Uh, okay, Rory. What do you think about the criticism coming towards him about only finishing second twice and two top fives and not being properly contending? I mean, he got blown out by Shoffley. Was it Shoffley? I don't have an issue with it at all. Like what but, I was saying with Project Win, you can play fantastic yeah. week in, week out. People play better than you. And, and yeah, he's, he's just, you are playing against the world's best golfers yeah, yeah, on yeah. one given week one of them is going to show up 
Yeah. For and him to for him to show up ever. that many times in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, and get in and around winning. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, fine. I mean, I, and, and for me, I think DJ's both of them at their best. DJ's perhaps the only one who might have a bigger game. Like they're playing their absolute. I still personally believe that Rory's the best player in the world. Even though I know we've got to. T degree definitely. No, I think even when he's on, because even when he's on it on the greens, he's. I know he's never going to be tier one. He's never going to be Jason Day, but he's still a pretty damn good putter as he showed at the Arnold Palmer last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's on it, he's on it. But I think his A game is better than anybody else's. The thing with Rory, he has the potential to shoot six, seven, eight, nine under par. Yeah. And once you have that potential, you have the potential to blow everyone else out of the water. Yeah, yeah, the people that like chip away at it win. Typically, win. Like the Hart golfers, when he won at Congressional, yeah. when he won the US Open at Congressional, like it was soaking wet. Yeah. As soon as it's soaking wet, he's got such, such an advantage. advantage. Yeah, yeah. And then he just took it away from everyone yeah. because he has that ability to shoot 64 day one, yeah. 65 day two, 67. Yeah. Right, you Good boys luck. are not catching me. Yeah, yeah. You are not catching me. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's like depending on what the weather conditions are at each major. He'll win. I reckon he's got to win one of them. Yeah. Or he'll okay. be up there in all of them. Yeah. All right. So we've got Rory there. Who are you fancying? Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. I just think it's there. I just think it's. I all, do. I, I think, think that's the there. only one. I don't. We'll talk about British Open in a bit, but I think that's the that's his chance this year. I think Beth Page potentially because he loves playing in New York, but yeah. I just think he can win. He he can win around there. Yeah. He knows it so well. He doesn't have to play his best to win round there. And I think historically, <laughs> so many of the greats just continue. Like Fred Couples will be yeah, there yeah, Thursday, yeah. Friday. VJ. But, well, VJ <laughs> is something else. But he, Augusta is the, is the time, isn't it? You know, it's the, it's the one event where, because they go back there every year, if you have experience, and he's got as good experience as anyone, and he's desperate to have another major. Yeah, yeah. And his, dri- and his driver is behaving better. Yeah, and since he sh- yeah. sort of calmed his switch, you know, he came out like a. Still such a good putter. I don't care how. Yeah. how I've well got he's it recorded from from the summer when he swung it at the Open. Yeah. I definitely th- like. I don't think I've seen Tiger swing it that good in a very long time. Yeah, right. In, Cup, in terms of really like, good. he was just like. So within himself, like mm-hmm. if you yeah. watch the highlights of the the open back, yeah. it's just like he hit balanced, those little right? like bunt cuts, yeah, yeah. like just almost like he's persuading it around the yeah, golf course. Definitely. Didn't try and hit anything. It was just such such a good yeah. performance. Yeah. And again, one person played better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay, it. it's Tiger. I'm going Justin. Justin Rose. Yeah, he's got he's got walking, a bit, the he's, ATM that he carries around with him. Yeah. <laughs> he's been there and thereabouts the Masters. So he's been times. twice, twi- second twice. His yeah. class. Uh, he's one of the reasons why I love golf. I know he's like well, a lot of many people like him, or maybe people find him a bit vanilla. But I just, for me, the values that he stands for. It's just a miracle system. I know he's a bit PR. He's a bit too clean mm. when it comes to the interviews and stuff. But his game is unreal. And, and you were sort of talking about Rory and 
and he's so JT and DJ being able to hit those like crazy low numbers. Mm-hmm. And he, he is your 67 machine. He's never, he, for me, he never hits like the 62, 63s. He's never that sort of guy, but he, he'll hit 67 all day long, every week, any week going. And, and so for me, I think that's why he's. Right, the reason he has the FedEx Cup in his back pocket. Yeah. Lender yeah. Survivor. Mm. All right. And then so after Masters, we've got it's the PGA, isn't it now? Because that's yeah. moved up. Mm-hmm. That's Beth Page. Lucas Glover won it there when it was the Open, US Open, 10 yeah, years ago. He came to form last weekend. Good old Lucas. I'm not going with him. Yeah, I was going to say it's a brave shout. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> you heard it here for Get that back to each way. I'm going back to one of your, your favourite this week. I'm going to Tommy. I think that's set up for him. I think it's set up for a Tommy or a Francesco Molinari or a so. Tiger. Somebody who's the rough is going to be brutal I know they've lengthened it but if you are a, a metre out of place you are dead around there so I think it's going to be someone who can keep it off the tee keep it in play mm-hmm. tee to green is going to be epic this is Beth Page yeah yeah so now you are going to need I know where I'm going go on and you go, go. DJ DJ, yeah. He's, just, he's, he's so, so good at driving. He hits it so far as well. Yeah. You can't argue with that. It's just, oh, I think so. In yeah. The, yeah. New York, quite, Brad, you know, middle of New York. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's have it. I, I did, do you know what? I did. I was teetering on Bryson, but then I thought New Bryson York. I thought he's oh, yeah. not everyone's cup of tea. It could annoy the crowds. So that's why I didn't go against him because I think you can get in his grill. He's shown that in the last few weeks. He can get in his face, and I think he gets in his own head. But I think he's going to win before too long. Tough, tough golf course. I'm going for a man that seems to like a major at the minute, Mr. Kepka. Yeah, of course we always forget, don't we? He just no, yeah. absolutely batters it off the tee, mm-hmm. and the the lad can play. He's and he knows, and, and he knows, well. and and that's the thing with it. He's got two majors at the minute, yeah, and he knows he can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you know you can do it, that yeah. that's, that helps. that is worth more than a hundred hours stood on any range. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's fascinating watching him on Sunday, um, coming down the stretch of the Honda, he he just looked like he sort of looked like he was just playing a Saturday medal, just having a little wander around. Like if like I want to win this, I probably can, but. Uh, you know, hey, I'm all right. That's okay. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'd never felt like he really genuinely wanted it, no. type thing. But if he really wanted it, I think he could have probably had it. Mm-hmm. He's he is class, isn't he? So mm-hmm. okay, he's just a brute. All right, okay. And then U.S. Open. What are we thinking? Pebble, isn't Pebble, it? Pebble, yeah. How yeah, about see? Phil will want yeah. it. He'll want that one. I don't think he's going to get it. Yeah, it won't be the same tournament he won early in the year. No, it, no. no it's not. It's, it, not, it, it's it, not even remotely close. It, no. It'll be firmer. It'll be. Well, also he's not playing with his mate in the pro am, chilling out, yeah, taking it. Which is him, you know. He yeah. is. He is that person, isn't he? Ricky for me, U.S. Open. Do you think? I'm going JT. Yeah. I like JT for that. I just think Ricky's going to get some like. But he, um, for he how will, bad, will, for will, how will, bad he hit it on Sunday, uh, to score the words, his putting is a joke. It's so good. You need to be. Yeah. He. I mean, I've got three Americans so far. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not enjoying that much. But 
you know, that is what it is. If I'm going to go, like, I'm going to pick European tour. Um, I think you're going to need to be fairly long and you're going to need to be very accurate. Yeah. And my pick from this week is both those things. Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. Hits, yeah, I like it, it. hits it very straight, grew up in the wind next to the seat. Yeah. I think he'll be pretty good around there. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Like that. And then the open. European tour as well. Isn't yeah, it? European tour. I've, I went a bit Brit heavy at the start. Of so we've got Tommy winning. I've got Tommy winning the USPGA. You've got him winning the USA. He's having a good year. Good year, isn't he? Yeah, and I'm thinking you might be a good shout for the open. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Open I'd love wind. to see Rory win the Open this year, like more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. he's like co- he's copying else. a load of stick for not going to the Irish Open, which oh, is well, out of order. Yeah. But yeah, I was just one more on, one more on right for the Irish Times. I mean, what he was saying was an absolute joke. He was basically saying he was throwing sand in McGinley's face by not playing the Hinch. I mean, are you kidding me? Mm. He, he wrestled the Irish. Irish Open from the death. Yeah. He's sponsoring it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what more can you do? And just be, I, I, and I, I totally agree with him. Is that his his focus right it's now? Be majors. I want to win majors. Yeah, and I'm setting up my schedule to get me in the best form to win majors. And that's all because that's all his career is going to be judged by. Of course yeah, it is. It, it ain't money anymore. Because well, we're all judging him now because he hasn't won one for four years or five years. Five years, four years. So you want Rory? I want Rory. Hearts is Rory. I don't know, but that's, I, that's all I've got. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going Ricky. Because he loves the wind. Yeah. I mean, for the same reason you picked him with Pebble. And I, I, I'd sort of like him and I don't like him. And the equal, I, I, I admire him. I admire him. But I do... I think he's a bit of a bottler. He's sort of... He like, he's never quite got over the edge. I just... I like him. Yeah, I just... I, I, would like, I would like for him to win one. I do... Think he's going to do. He's going to fare better if there's trickier conditions, tricky windier conditions. His career will be four, or five majors, I reckon, by the end of it. I reckon. It's a shout. You yeah. heard it here first. Yeah, but people said the same about Mickelson. Written True. Mickelson off. Yeah, Written him off. I was never going to be the best player ever to win a major. How many have you got now? Yeah, six. Yeah. Done right, isn't he? Not as good as Tiger Woods, though, is he? No, he's not. You got Tiger for the Open, are you? Yeah. Shot making. He does Knock love. It. He loves he a stinger. It. He loves. He loves a but win he, at a new venue. But also, yeah, that's True. what I was going to say. It's a new venue for for everybody. Yeah. And if there's anyone that's more methodical about making a plan, sticking to it, and or not like. being not being wavered by what any anybody's doing, yeah, yeah. is that man. Mm-hmm. They will make a plan. Him and Joe Lacava. Yeah. And he will stick to that plan regardless. Yeah. They went round the whole thing at St Andrews without hitting a driver. Yeah, and idea. and it's one of those things that like if he doesn't have to hit driver, he's a better golfer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And round there, using the wind, using the slope, using the ground. I think it would well, play it was, into his hands. It's quite interesting about them talking about um, in Mexico how conservative he was off the tee. Yeah. Now you're not telling me that's a coincidence. No. He's not. He's not thinking that's the best way to win that WGC event. No, he knows it. No. He knows that isn't the way to. But he knows that he's going to have to hit a hell of a lot of those shots for the rest of the year. Yeah. And he's only going to play 15, 18 events, isn't he? So he's got to get the tournament practice in something. If you've ever played golf in in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. That's fairly windy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, the other thing about that week in WGC is everyone was like going, well, why is he hitting it from so far back? Well, the, the stats 
on a pro proximity to hole from mm -hmm. approach, bearing in mind he was 30 yards, 40 yards behind everybody else, he was sixth for the week. Because yeah. he knows so, his strength. Yeah. yeah. Iron play and approach yeah. play has always, always been his strength. Yeah. Yes, he was an amazing putter, but you, you do tend to be a more amazing putter from inside 20 feet. Yeah, on every <laughs> hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. And any, any wild cards? Any wild cards of somebody that we don't know about that we think might break through? Eddie Pepperell. Yeah. Eddie Pepperell. Eddie Pepperell, you think? Yeah. I think, I think like it will be an open. Yeah. But like, I think the British Masters did him a lot of good. Mm -hmm. I think he's, he's a lad that doesn't take things too seriously. He, he wants to, he's a deep thinker about everything he does. And again, it will be that thing of He's been there. He's done it. Now he's yeah. won something. He just he just seems like he's he's in the right headspace. Mm. Yeah. When you when you see him in the interview, he just seems very collected yeah, yeah, yeah. and very sort of so knows what piece. his game is, knows what he's good at. I just think he's a very good golfer. I think there's there's two there's two for me, and one that I'm going to go harking back to when we used to do the preview show a couple of years ago. Um, who ironically has done really well today? Yeah, Cabrera Bello. Yeah, like, yeah, seriously good, good golfer, and and ta it takes time. You know, you don't, you don't. He's had a bit of a lean couple of years, but no, like, since no. playing he, no. last, year, last year was unbelievable. No, like, last summer, but in terms of like, he would have wanted to be in that Ryder Cup after playing the one before. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah true. And, I think that's. And I think, what, yeah. I think that's that's when he re-evaluated that season where he, he didn't quite make it. It's then it's like right. How do I how do I never miss that event again? Yeah, because that's what everybody says, isn't it? You play a Ryder Cup, you never want to miss another one. No, no. So I think that could sort of spur him into that. Yeah, but yeah. He, he's. Bullshit. I mean, he's a he's a quality player. I, I, I did feel sorry for him. He didn't get like, in, and I thought Sergio was lucky to get in. Uh, but I mean, Sergio repaid it because yeah. Cabrera Bay last summer was was class to try and get in in the last. But again, he'd be someone that. To the average golfing public, they've never heard of. If he wins no. a major, they'll be like, "Oh, oh where's he come from?" Spanish guy, no. you know. And he's, it's just like he's, not, he's, he's been around. He's been around ten, ten, for ten so years. Long. Yeah, yeah. It's just he's on PGA Tour. Last you couple. watch the thing with him and Garcia on the Ferrity show. No, I've got it on. Uh, Garcia didn't even know about this. He won the Spanish amateur from like age eight to eighteen. Did he? Every year. Sergio Garcia went. You did what? <laughs> And then shook his hand. He was just like, I never knew that. He was just like, he'd won like 10 in a row. That's class size. Whatever, like, whatever level he'd yeah, played, yeah. he'd won it. Yeah. So if it was like under 10s, won it. Under 12s, yeah. won it. Yeah. He just won, won it every way age through. group. Every yeah. age group. Wow. That's class. And when you look at the amount of golfers that come out of Spain that that do well he's, he's done alright there from yeah. a lad from the Canary Islands that he openly said on the island he lived on two golf courses yeah that's alright isn't it done alright isn't he who's your, who's your second one you said two Lipsky oh you say think Lipsky I know you've been a Lipsky fan I've always been a Lipsky fan I'm obviously I'm a Grillo fan and yeah every dreams come true if he won but um, <laughs> for me Lipsky would be he's, he's quality yeah. I think he's very underrated and if you're talking about like proper wild cards that no one's heard of, he's, he's your he's your Sean McKeel that wins the USPGA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From no and you know, or Which your, 
Yeah, Rich Beam or your man who won the Open. Curtis. Hmm? Curtis. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Ben Curtis, Hamilton, Hamilton, yeah. both of them. You know, you just like, come it's from people nowhere. like like Matt Wallace. Oh, took him from me. Yeah, yeah. But Matt, took yeah, him. yeah. Matt, Matt Wallace, like such a good golfer. Yeah. As like put away some some pretty big events yeah, and yeah. then gets close to the Ryder Cup and then obviously has the potential like he would have been at the Ryder Cup yeah. and, and seen that and been able to be behind the scenes in that and to be that close and, and not yeah. get that that must drive you oh without doubt I mean he, he did alright in his first PGA Tour event last week I like, I like your man t- top 20. You, the man that you put me onto on Twitter that puts the predictions for the World Golf Rankings for the next Olympics every week Yeah, and it's, it's Wallace and Rose going to represent GBR yeah. on the next Olympics and it's well, not nailed on obviously cause no, it's, no, no. but it's, it's like that's it. where it's looking like right yeah. now and, like you wouldn't like unless you really well, knew golf you'd be like oh, who's, who's Matt Wallace better than who's Matt yeah right who went with Rose last time for what the Olympics the Olympics um, did it, it must I don't know actually somebody random who cares it wasn't for was it uh, maybe no idea it wasn't, it wasn't Ro- no Rory, Rory didn't, didn't go, go. No, no Rory didn't go no he didn't no, go. go I forget that's somebody annoying. random oh yeah. no I'm, I'm just going to I've got that. the internet up so I can't do it otherwise but I'm yeah listening. Matt Wallace yeah Matt Wallace was going to be my pick and, and the not random pick that I can't believe I forgot to say and I should have chosen it for the USPGA is John Rahm John Rahm is a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So good. But he's, he's not. He, but people know about him. He's. Uh, I meant to say him earlier on. But he's, he's a non-major winner, and actually, you forget how wide the golfing community yeah. is. You know, he would still be a random winner if he won, even yeah, though he's playing yeah, Ryder true. Cup. Even though he's like, you know, there there are Ryder Cup players that you could let, they could walk down the street and. Like they could walk in here and and you book a tea time, and people would be like, "Philip yeah. Price, yeah. who's he?" Yeah, so right. He beat Phil Mickelson yeah, in the right. Belfry. I'm annihilated him on that about nine. Yeah. And but unless you are fully enclosed yeah. in that bubble, you <laughs> won't know about him. Right. Yeah. And John Rahm, if he won a major, people would be like, "Who's this guy? Where's he come Where's from?" Where's he come from? Yeah. yeah. He's the guy That's, that beat Tiger Woods. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He was he was hugging everyone on the first tee of the Ryder Cup, and it's quite rightly so. <laughs> quite rightly so. Yes. Cool. Right. You can't find him. I think that's a good place to end. I think so. I think we've bored your audience massively. If they're still here now and they don't subscribe to PJ Life 365 and they don't listen to your podcast, then, you know, it's done it for me. It's done it for me. Subscribe, PJ Life 365. (laughs) It's free. It's free. Enjoy the content, enjoy the banter. You'll even see me miss hitting some shots every once in a while if I get invited. A lot of you you from France. Oh no, we take the ca- oh, no, Are we taking the camera? Yeah. Of course we take might, might be taking more than one. <laughs> We're taking the whole BBC production. Oh dear. well. I'll there. get my cameraman cameraman skills on. Well look, gents, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having us. No, it's been fun. That's alright, we'll get it gone. All right. It's nice not to have a camera. Yeah. <laughs> Till next time. Thank you.